0: what up my name is orlando thompson my guest today is jeremy cuts this is episode seven of the b-side brought to you by some college radio
1: I'm sold to the lady in the second row. She's an 8, she's a 9, she's a 10. I know she got the ruby red lips, blonde hair, blue eyes. And I'm about to bid my heart goodbye. (laughs) And it's just like this. I don't know. It's it's like he's telling this story about this chick that he's... I don't know. It's just... But I don't know. It was just a good song to me. Well,
0: let me ask you this. So if you're listening to Soul Mm -hmm. at a place that's 90% white, Mm -hmm. and the lyric that you just read or just said is kind of problematic how does that change the way you view women that don't look like that like how did you end up with the sierra when that dude was preaching to a young mind ruby lips blonde hair blue eyes all that type of shit how that
1: it was it was more his cadence his flow yeah that i was drawn to and kind of the overall the song However, the same way that I've never discriminated in my music, I never discriminated in my women.
0: All right. Welcome to the b side. Yeah, the mic's on. It's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's hot. And it's the first interview of the summer, so it's hot in here. Word, man. First interview of the summer. I like that. It's summer, right?
1: It'll be summer next week really
0: yeah it's been feeling like something for 21st. Like a month uh quickly quickly tell us who you are give us like your elevator pitch tell us who you are and what you do and talking to the mic all right i'm the
1: worst at elevator pitches I
0: mean, but don't, my name mean anything, you know. my
1: name is jeremy cuts i don't know what to say after that i mean that no my name is jeremy <laughs> cuts what people probably want to know uh i'm an architect. I'm uh I'm expecting my first child in oh, a few shit. months, man, September fifth. Um, house! <laughs> I'm a person who's always just my whole life, all I, as far as I can remember, always loved music. Um it's been just it's like a passion of mine. So to me, like architecture is a love of mine and I mm. love design and it's cool, but just this passion that I just an undying kind of passion of mine has always been music listening to music. Um, later on, I kind of dabble into trying to make music and that kind of thing. But just, it's been continual in my life. Um, and actually, about to have a child, my mom was telling me mm. one of the things that she always did with her children growing up, most people when they have a kid, and like when it's time to put the kid to sleep or whatever, it's like, shh, everybody now, the be quiet, the child asleep. mom was like, that's not what you want to do. From the very <laughs> moment that I came home from the hospital, there's uh-huh. Twenty four seven music playing, so that way the the child gets used to going to sleep with noise around. You don't have to tiptoe uh, and that yeah. kind of thing.
0: So I grew up; there
1: was always, That's always, smart. always music. Yeah, man.
0: That's smart. One of the reasons that I called called you to do this is because I know you're an architect, and it it, it took like. Man, it probably took like a year and a half before I figured out that you did music. Yeah, man. Like all some randomness. Like, I'm just at your house and, hey, what's this room all about (laughs) on the way to the bathroom? And it's like a studio. makeshift studio, which doesn't exist anymore because we're doing this at my place. I should be doing it in your studio, but your studio isn't your studio anymore.
1: It's the baby's room, man. Just got changed (laughs) up my wife there's um, a teacher and the summer hit yeah. so she has as much time as she wants to to <laughs> rearrange the whole house, man.
0: Came back from building houses in your house and look thats right, like what you left That's
1: in. right, man. No more studio. <laughs> no more work room. It's baby's room.
0: So, so what kind of music uh, did you make in there uh, and how long have you been making music?
1: Man, all right, so it's interesting to me doing an interview. This is the first time I've done something like this and uh-huh. it's, Mostly because anybody who knows me, knows me as like, a quiet guy. Like, I don't really speak that much. Um, I have two younger sisters and the middle sister, I'm the oldest, the middle mm-hmm. sister. Um, growing up, I always said that she spoke enough for everybody, right? right? So I didn't really, I don't really speak. And for a while, like in middle school and stuff, I was just said, like my motto was like, talking is overrated. So I just, I said only what was needed <laughs> to be said or whatever, however, um, as I've kind of grown up, I've learned that I there are two instances in which I talk, and when mm-hmm. I start, I just don't stop. And that's if I'm explaining something okay. or if I'm telling a story.
0: You're a mansplainer. And that's because
1: <laughs> that's because if, if I'm telling somebody a story, yeah, there's likely going to be something I need to explain to help you understand the story. And if I'm explaining something, I'm likely going to tell a story to help kind of
0: okay. give that okay. explanation.
1: So it just is a... One of those vicious cycles. Right, right. Um, And I've lost my train of thought, so you asked me a question. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that was the question I should have written down because now I forgot the question. (laughs) No, uh, what what kind of music do you make and how long do you make it? All right, so um, usually what I
1: end up making is Mm -hmm. somewhere in the realm of hip-hop R&B. Every once in a while, there'll be a a little kind of reggae vibe kind of thing in there, Mm -hmm. which we might talk about later. So in middle school, uh kind of all the rage was this this program called Fruity Loops and oh, people yeah. like myself and a bunch of my friends would just make beats all the time. So I got into that and then uh sometime around high school. So I'm from Huntsville, Alabama. These are okay. some things that I should have said when it's like, "Well, who are you?" I'm this this kid I was born in Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> I moved around a lot. Um okay. and actually kind of uh points or leads into my, my playlist uh, is that each one of those songs on my playlist kind of takes me back to one of those spots that I was living in at the time. And the songs um, here are really from, like, my earliest music memory to mm-hmm. around fifth grade. Okay. So we could – I'm going to put this out here because we're recording on cassette. You can't okay. erase it. Um, <laughs> we could do this three, four, five, six, seven more times to okay. kind of – Anytime you you get in like a, a void where it's like, right. man, I need
0: somebody. I was just in a slump. Like, it's been a couple months since I put one out, so. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> now that I've done this, we can do this over and over again. I got the hang of it now, we're good to go. Um, but yeah, so uh, like I said, born in Huntsville, kind of moved mm-hmm. around a lot, and uh, and end up coming back to Huntsville. It was interesting to me, being in Huntsville in like the late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. it seemed like everybody was a rapper. Everybody, I mean, everybody had a mixtape out, and, and not all of it was trash. I mean, there were right. some people um, who made some really good music, yeah. and uh, and it just seemed like everybody I knew was a rapper. And I part—we said that you never knew that I made music. Part right. of it was because I didn't want people to know that, like, <laughs> I made music, because then they're going to assume, oh, well, yeah, everybody, everybody's a rapper. Of course, of course you make is. music, right? Yeah. Um, however. I distinctly remember, um, I played basketball in high school, and while we were warming up doing layup drills and stuff uh, during one game, they normally play music during the warm-ups and all that kind of stuff, and there was this song that came on, and it just sounded like these guys on this song were just crying. I just couldn't explain. I'm going to hold the mic back a little bit, but it was like, (laughs) Whoa. And I'm just like, what in the hell is going on? And like yeah. every, and it seemed like I was the only person that didn't know. Everybody else was hype, doing <laughs> lay layups, dunking, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, what am I missing here? What was that? And it turned out to be uh, this song called The Throwback Song. Okay. And so, uh, and... That didn't make the list, by the way. Yeah. That's later on. It's high okay. school. Oh, Remember, this oh, right, only goes right, through right, fifth right, grade. Right, right. I set this okay. up. My bad. So, um, so... <laughs> Uh, As it turned out, after I heard it that time, I heard that song a hundred more times. It became the song that that played in the uh, in the weight room. You know, anytime you ride down the street, you hear people playing the song. And uh, and it was this heavy influence of of Houston music, Chopped and Screwed music came through. And it was it was out of Houston and it was a song. And essentially, it's kind of a, a really simple setup. For a punchline, and uh, and there's a group of guys on the track, and everybody has their kind of like setup, 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 and then the punchline is throwback, and you name like an, an old school sports athlete. So, okay, um, for instance, I like horror movies uh-huh. because they are scary, I hit the club. Throw back refrigerator Perry. Oh! Right? And I'm talking about... And this is this is the level. Like, this is the level of, of skill that I'm hearing. And I'm yeah. talking... I mean, oh, my gosh. It's like, I got the box Chevy with the doula sauce. Hit the club. Throw back Mac Frost. Oh! And I'm talking about people will go crazy. Like, this is the greatest thing they ever heard. And really, yeah. and truly, like, at the time... I'm listening yeah. to Jay Z. I listen to a lot of Eminem. I'm listening to not like right, all these right. like real real lyricists, and this is what's making people go crazy, right? <laughs> so my friends, my friends would do the same thing. They get together, be flowing or whatever, and uh, and I be like, I mean, it's all right. And people were like, man, cause you always hating, man. You just hating because you can't rap. And it was like, listen, yo, if if I wanted to, I could do much better than this. And right. Whatever. So then one day, we was just chilling and. Come on, man. Cuz do it, man. Just come on, flow, man. And I flowed. And they was like, "Dang, you pretty good." And it was like, "I told you, like this is not that difficult." And it wasn't that I'm just that good. It's like right. it just ain't that difficult. Right. Um, and just from that moment on, like I just my mind is constantly working. I love words and just kind of word play and that sort of thing, which is why yeah. artists I tend to listen to are usually really, really heavy in lyrics and just, just man taking words and making them do what they want. And so that's just kind of constantly going on in my mind whether I'm washing dishes or cutting the grass or whatever so the thing is I had all that going on but I couldn't just get with these crews that are making music and be like yeah man I'm gonna get with y'all because I didn't want people to know that I made music so I just (laughs) had to keep it all in my mind so for years and years and years I would just have all these songs or hooks or whatever just in my mind and if a beat played that I associated that with then I could just flow that whole thing out or whatever and then uh for years and years that was the deal It was like I, I had music in the back of my mind if i'm by myself i'll flow for 20 minutes just like i said clean up the house or something um and actually one of my one of my good friends uh savage he really really wants to do music and then through him and some of my other friends i've just met a lot of people who actually make music i mean they you know the whole nine yeah putting out projects and all that and just being around them Every once in a while, I'll, I'll get the bug and I'll jump in there and I might write yeah. some stuff or I might just, you know, mm-hmm. throw in, hey, man, what about this hook or whatever. and uh, And I have I feel like I have a decent ear and I really I get that because people sort of look to me for not my approval, but yeah. kind of like what do you think about this or like mm. how could this be changed and so that's that's really more of the role that I play these days when it comes to music um I still make music here and there or I'll yeah. write I'll write some stuff or whatever but a lot of it is kind of listening to things and giving feedback or whatever
0: so but you've never actually performed like on uh, stage
1: ah yes you performed on stage so my homeboy savage like I said he's he's 100 about this okay. about his life and uh, and always encourage them. Come on, man. I mean, uh, you good at this. You good at that. But we need to get you like some stage experience and get your presence right. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, and we did an open mic at a place called Bottle Trees. It's, n- it's no longer Bottle Trees. It's, oh, it's yeah. changed now. You yeah, they Bottle closed Tree. down. Um, but we did Very an open small. mic night there, and just you know, more moral support, but kind of like urging them to kind of get out there. Yeah. And uh, and we chose a few songs that we felt like would work. And actually, my I don't know if she was my wife at the time, but my wife and I mm. kind of did background vocals and uh, wait, did some wait, little wait, shakers wait, and. But she was singing. Oh, oh, she was, was sing. Oh my gosh, she could sing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but yeah, wow, so Sierra, Sierra okay. can sing, and uh, and that threw me by surprise again when I was in college. One day, I didn't know my friends was like, "Oh yeah, you know Sierra sing that Mariah Carey song," and she sang this thing. And I was like, man, okay. So every <laughs> once in a while, like, I try to. If you I, can cook, it's going to be. Oh! Oh, I taught her to cook she while we cook? was in college. Yeah, she can
0: cook t- now. Damn, man, she can cook?
1: Did that, I married her, right? <laughs> 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 like, but, uh, but, but it was good, man. It was a good time. And I actually had a hook on one of the songs. So I did that little part. It was good. So okay. just a little bit of taste of performing, but not like a full set of my own.
0: Right, right. That's dope. All right, well, let's take it back then. Let's let's roll back to some of these songs. So I, <laughs> when I got the list of songs that you gave me, I started looking up the dates of them, mm-hmm. and I found it very interesting. They sort of all hit around the same range, like 90s to just on the brink of 2000. All right. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, like especially myself, think, like, the best music was sort of made in here, mm. especially, like, hip-hop and stuff like that. Okay. Because right after, like, 98... <clears throat> there's starting to be some sort of a, at least with me a disconnect between hip-hop okay <laughs> me and hip-hop sort of parted ways a little bit you know okay uh but anyway so i did an average of all of those dates uh-huh. and the average date came up to 1994 so i'm wondering uh-huh. was that some special sort of that that year was that special for you uh,
1: nah, I wish I could I wish I could say oh my gosh man 94 let me take you back to 94 alright this was blah, blah, blah. Right. I can't do that so yeah. let's talk
0: about this let's talk about
1: 1990,
0: 1990. can't touch this can't MC
1: touch Hammer this. <laughs> MC Hammer man so the I'm pretty sure that the this is the first concert I ever went to in my life
0: you actually went to a Hammer
1: concert yeah man damn um, and I can't remember much of it I mean right. in 1990 I was three and a half maybe four probably three and a half because it was probably in the summer okay but uh but i remember me and my dad and my cousin tiffany were at the von braun it's not a von braun center but it was the von braun civic center okay it was kind of like the big arena and venue or whatever and i just remember being at venue and i loved mc hammer from the can't touch this and too legit to quit and all that kind of stuff taco bell
0: commercials (laughs)
1: Popping out and, windows. No. <laughs> <laughs> and and the and the memory for this song is at that concert. And I remember my cousin Tiffany like just egging me on, like, get in, J Man, go, go, go. And like I just remember that and I was yeah. just dancing as hard as I could to these songs. Like and I was small enough to where I could I mean, in between the seats or whatever, yeah. like I was able to just dance as hard as That's I wanted funny. to. Like that's that's the memory from
0: that right there. I wish there were cell phones with video back then, <laughs> or cell phones at all, because cats didn't really have nothing like that. But like, there's a recording of you. No, 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 because <laughs> otherwise
1: they would have to bring in a big camcorder. I'm sure, like, you can't record in those things, and there's no way to hide this big old camcorder on your shoulder kind of thing. So there's no there's no video of that at all.
0: You know what else I did? I, exactly. So I, after when I was looking up stuff, I sort of looked up like just. MC Hammer videos pop up when you do yeah. stuff, and apparently that dude was a bit thuggish. Like he was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was, they were talking to uh, Redman, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yo, man, I dissed him on a track, you know." And he came at me mm. after a show. Was like, "Yo, that shit you said about my mom don't ride." Really? And, and he, he's like, "If we got a problem, you know." What I'm saying? <laughs> What?
1: No, I didn't know anything about that right, man. MC Again, was, I was more hammered than MC right. back then. <laughs>
0: All right, so let's go to the next one. In 1985, yep. before birth,
1: <laughs> I told you my mom 24 seven. You get these kids used to hearing music in the house. She told she told us now. I mean, our baby isn't coming like I said for another three months. Yeah. Uh, that started now playing music 24 seven.
0: In the womb, you were listening That's to it,
1: man. computer lab. <laughs> <laughs> What's your mom's well, job? So my mom, she worked mostly in like medical field. She would okay. do like sort of uh, either reception work or like what is it, some kind of doctor assistant kind okay. Of thing. Okay. Um, and so with that, I mean, you can you can move around. And I'm I'm sure part of it was being like being in Huntsville. Huntsville, mm-hmm. a lot of people feel this way that like if you stay in the town you're from you'll get trapped there. Right. And so she was like, I'm not trying to be trapped here. And so we moved up to Indianapolis. Um, and so it was... Is your me, dad in that
0: equation? It was just...
1: No. Yeah. So so my dad, pretty much most of my childhood, most of my life really, um, lived in Atlanta. Okay. And so, um, so it was me, my mom, my stepdad, and my sister, and then later on my baby sister. Okay. Um, did most of this moving. Um, so the whole time, like, you know, I would spend... Nine months, you know, the school year basically with uh my mom and that side of the family and then the summers with my dad. Okay. And so that's why when you saying the average and I thought you were gonna say the average was ninety six. Uh. summer of ninety six, I can just go on and on okay. about it was because my dad lived in Atlanta. Yeah. Outcast was crazy popping. The Olympics was there, so me, oh, and my yeah. dad, my uncle were down there just having a ball. Three they guys. Take just, they take it to Freaknik. I was too young to go to Freaknik, man. That was <laughs> it was over by the time I was that age. Um, and what then, did your
0: stepdad do that he could just move like that? Now, I mean, I'm saying this as a man that moves a lot because <laughs> his wife gets up and moves like she ain't got right. no damn roots. Right. So like she just kind of just glide across the damn world, and I just kind of follow her, you know. Right. Um, but anyways, what, is, what did he do that allowed him to he did our
1: jobs, whatever. I mean, he was the type of mm-hmm. person that, all right, we picking up moving? Cool, let me get over here and work for this trucking company or let me get over here and do this thing or whatever and That's just cool. kind of fit in where he could. And then it was times where he was able to make sure that all the kids were taken care of some more like stay-at-home kind of situation, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So Before it was like cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, was, it was what it was with that. Um So okay. Indianapolis like did preschool, did kindergarten, went to the first week of first grade there. Then we moved down to Louisville, Kentucky. Um, This analog thing is crazy. But (laughs) But, uh, while we were in Louisville, we stayed, I don't even remember whose house it was, but it was a big house. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it seemed like Three or four generations of family were in there. I mean, it was so cool, man, just living with, like, my cousins there and, like, some of them older, some of them my age. And, like, man, trick-or-treating at Halloween was crazy. I remember I dressed up like a ninja, and it was it was cool, like, I, while I was up Everybody there.
0: say, my ninja, T? They say were disrespected like that. You're my ninja! You're my ninja! It wasn't cool back
1: then. Man, I... <laughs> It would have been cool because we only lived in certain neighborhoods yeah. all the way until like what kind of neighborhoods did y'all live in? It basically hood to hood to hood to hood to hood. To hood <laughs> until uh we moved back to Huntsville or just in the the country outside of Huntsville, um around fifth grade. Okay. Um and we were out in the country. Right <laughs> I really enjoyed at the time and looking mm-hmm. back All of these moves and having to learn how to operate in different environments around different people with different ideals. Because even, you know, being in in an all-black area in Huntsville versus the all-black area, basically, in Indianapolis, those are completely different uh, spheres in a lot of ways. They're similar, but they're different. One of the things that that I was uh, exposed to and got into was uh, Street Fighter. So my oh, yeah. cousin my cousin Lance, they would whoop my butt on Street <laughs> Fighter, man. And uh, and I was a kid that I would get so heated, man, like throwing controllers, this kind of thing. But uh, one day I was in there and I was like whooping, boom, 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 boom. Ugh. Just tapping buttons the best I could or whatever. And I ended up winning the game. And then like after we finished playing, Computer Love came on. Mm-hmm. And uh, my cousins, I'm going to try to put this mic down and, and do this thing. But my cousins... Uh, <laughs> They did this beat like with their hands in their chest yeah. to computer love, and so it was like a, whoa, right? Yeah, so it boom, boom, yeah, no, ch- ch- don't right. And I just it was so cool to me. That was like my first time making music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As like a five or six <laughs> year old kid, and it gave me a different connection with that song. So even because at the time we didn't have cds mp3s all yeah. this kind of stuff if the song didn't come on the radio or if you didn't hear it live you didn't hear it and so this was a way to take that music with you wherever you wanted anytime you wanted to hear computer love that's it <laughs> doom <laughs> doom <laughs> that's
0: kinda dope. And so
1: yeah. yeah man so that's that's kind of where computer love comes in that
0: man nice i remember that all right well let's jump in oh shit i didn't even mean to do that but the next song is jump <laughs> <Goods> <laughs>
1: cross. jump into that <laughs> So, uh, I still in my mind right now, I can see the end of the video where they're walking away from you, yeah. but their clothes are on backwards. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's crazy.
0: That was one thing that I just couldn't see. My I think I was, that was what, 90, 92? So I was in middle school then. Mm. And that was one thing that I don't think I ever could have worn my clothes backwards like that. I
1: definitely did not. <laughs> Now, my clothes were baggy at the time, yeah. but they were not about to be turned. And what's funny is I was listening like listening to the lyrics. There's a part where he says, uh, we, wear our, we wear our clothes to the back with a little slack because inside out is wiggity, 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 whack. And it's like, who was wearing their clothes inside out to where you was like, no, nah, man, this is this is cool. This is the way you should wear it. i trying backwards. to think of
0: if somebody wore this stuff inside out, but I, I cannot think of it. They were probably throwing this to somebody, though. Probably. Yeah, because I mean, Another Bad Creation was back then, and there was just a bunch of little kids. Maybe one of them wore this stuff out inside out. There was like some sort of beef between them, I think. <laughs> that's funny, man. But, you know, yeah. there was no internet back then, so it was all right? hearsay. It's like, exactly. oh, man, they got in a fight with Another Bad Creation. It's like, seriously? Like, like, where'd you hear that? I don't know. <laughs> First of the month. That's like, that's a big jump, by the way. It's like. Seven years from was, jump to first of the month.
1: Right. What's crazy is that we moved back to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. So uh we were my address at the time was 3242 North Euclid Avenue. I remember because we were little kids, you gotta know, hey, mm-hmm. if you if you get lost somewhere, you need to know your address. So I remember me and my sister India, that's the way that we learned our address, and it just so happened that it rhyme. <laughs> Who knew that I was going to you know, grow up and just have this neck for rhyming anyway? But it's like that was my address. So the first CD that I ever bought, because I bought like tapes before that, but the first CD that I ever bought was that um, Bone Thugs and Harmony East 1999 Eternal mm-hmm. album that had First of the Month on it and a few others. I just bought a tape
0: um, of some band that I saw over at uh, Saturn ah. not too long ago. It was like this old rock band called uh, Death. You heard of them? No. They got it (laughs) (laughs) They're from Detroit. They got this uh, documentary out uh, called A Band Called Death. You should check it out. Okay. Uh, But anyways, moving right along uh, to uh, back and forth. 1994. Aaliyah. I thought I was going to marry Aaliyah. Like straight up. We were the same age and everything. I thought that was going to be my wife. Uh,
1: uh, you know what, I'll let you had. I was about to say me too. But then when you said y'all was the same age, I had I had similar things growing up where it was like, man, Kyla Pratt's my same age? Okay, that's my boo. I'm going to get married yeah. to her. Or, well, not anymore. But at the time, I was like, he Raymond Simone, she's my same age? <laughs> I well, one them hooked that up one day. Now she's crazy. Dodged the bullet. Uh, that's so messed up. That's so messed up. <laughs> but um, so another part of growing up, man, that I remember and that I, I honestly intend to... Uh, carry over to this next generation, okay. is that on Saturday mornings, every Saturday morning, everybody get up, we clean up the whole house. God, I used to hate that shit.
0: My dad, <laughs> man, my dad. <laughs> so we, who, who, there, was, there was, always three boys in the house: me, my okay. brother, and a cousin, or you know, there's always somebody else in the house, right? right? So on Saturdays you wake up to freaking Bob Marley playing. Yeah. And what's funny is, I didn't even know it was Bob Marley right. until some white dudes told me it was Bob Marley later on. Mm. All I knew was it was fucking cleaning music. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and when I heard it playing, you just try to Put the covers up your head and try to sleep a little longer because he was going to come in there, rouse you up and tell you to
1: clean the bathroom, uh, the kitchen, and, the and all that shit. That's funny that you. So it's funny. It's funny that we had completely different reactions because that's something that I look back with nostalgia. Like, oh man, I'm gonna have my kids do the same thing because I loved it and my sisters loved it, and I just thought it was something that's really cool. It was cleaning music, man. Like my. So both of my parents, both of my parents were young. And so I loved having young parents, man. I thought How I old was were good. were they
0: when, when they
1: had you? Uh, my mom was 18, my dad was 21. Okay. And so uh, it's just like, so growing up, I had a little bit of that kind of old school. Like a lot of my friends, their parents are like, oh yeah, we're listening to. CC. Who was the people your mom would listen to? <laughs> oh, we listen to the Five Heartbeats, or we listen in the Otis Redding, or whatever. It's like, in my household, like I said, it's Prince, or Michael Jackson. You know, it kind of goes a little bit farther. But, in my house, like I said, it might go back there, but they were really up on current music. Yeah. So, Aaliyah, that's bumping in my house. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Like,
0: There's no Aaliyah playing in our house, <laughs> at all. Like, you know, my, Well, first of all, my dad, my dad was more, you know, he was born overseas, he was born in Panama. So, mm-hmm. like, it was Spanish music, jazz. Mm-hmm. Or um, Sade. Oh, what is it
1: about Sade? I don't
0: know.
1: (laughs) Let me also say that we Uh, would get up, we would clean the whole house to whatever music, which was music that we really loved anyway. Um, And then we would cook a nice breakfast and everybody would eat. I don't remember that part of our story. That see, that, that, might be, that might be that might see. You need we you needed the cheese. You got the task. You made it through the maze, but you didn't get the cheese at nah, the end.
0: There was nothing fun afterwards. It was just like you cleaned. Let me over let me oversee it. You know, what I mean? <laughs> make sure you did well. Oh no, you got clean some more, and then you get to see somebody go outside. Like, oh, well, that's fucked up. Shit. You know what I mean? It was like you know. that. So, okay. Yeah, it, it was no cheese at the other end.
1: It was nothing to have whatever the hottest newest stuff is playing all the time, and um and what they talk
0: to you about music in what way? Like, like all right. So if I brought in, you know, some Tupac, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> and my dad heard it, uh huh, on a tape player like I yeah. got right yeah. here, he would walk into my room. It didn't matter who was with me. Like my friends could be gathered around and shit. He yeah. walk in there. Who's this? And they would just get quiet. And he would look at me, take it out the tape deck, snap that bitch in my face, <laughs> and drop it on the floor. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know who your friends are. Because if you had some real friends, yeah, they would be like, it. nah, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Nah, yeah, there right. was none of that. Mm. Broke my shit. Uh, but did they talk to you about music? So like, did they, like, say, hey, son, if you're going to listen to this, you at least got to know what nigga means or what, you know, the f word means uh, mm, nah, you know, what a bitch so, is or something.
1: So I that. don't, I don't know, but I imagine the the generation gap between you and your dad is probably farther than between me and my parents.
0: Well, all right. So my dad was twenty five. Okay, so not when, much. Yeah. It, the, the 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 gap comes in not for generation, but for. Geography Right yes. I got you <laughs> He just didn't Right he, Yeah He okay. didn't really know too much about gotcha. You know so What from was from going on So from that Panama
1: to the U.S. Yeah like, he
0: was, like I said Spanish music is what he was listening to yeah. Soca and all that type of shit okay. You know yeah, yeah It wasn't Yeah He okay. can dance his ass off Okay But he He, can, right. he ain't doing the cabbage patch <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay Yeah well, so, so again Me having these young parents And young American parents Yeah Nah, I mean we just if it played it played. Now mm-hmm. there was there was a certain amount of respect, which there's always that amount of respect there. But in terms of that that barrier not to cross, mm-hmm. going back to Bone, I had my uh, my CD, mm-hmm. and I had this discman, mm-hmm. and we were on our way back to uh, to Huntsville for the summer, and it was me and my uncle in the back seat. We were taking turns, you know, listening to a song or two, and then I would pass the listen to a song or two. And just getting into the music, man, it was this song, and it goes like, it's an everyday thing when I let my nuts hang. <laughs> and like, And so looking back on it, it had to have been crazy. It had to have been crazy for my mom and them to hear that coming from, like, an eight- or nine-year-old kid in the back seat. <laughs> but I didn't put two and two together, like, it's silent in the car <laughs> I got on my back <laughs> Right And so like I, I said that And it was like What you say I was like It's an everyday thing want to let my nuts hang <laughs> You don't say that Get at the- It's like get at the tray And so it's like There were times like that Which yeah. I knew I knew I wasn't gonna Curse or right. cuss Or whatever right. But I didn't think That was a cuss word Right
0: Like it's nuts <laughs> Like we eat nuts all the time. Right. <laughs> pause, boy, pause. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, there were definitely those times where I get checked. You know, they yeah. keep us in check or whatever. But, yeah, that, was, that wasn't that was that. But to that point, again, they, they were up on whatever popular music was out.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, uh, like, my stepdad, when this whole East Coast, West Coast thing, this Tupac mm-hmm. Biggie thing, my stepdad was Tupac 100% and 10% on top of that at the time. <laughs> and so, like... Ambitious of a rider, man. I'm talking about, we washing yeah. the car. That junk is turned up wow. a thousand, thousand, thousand percent <laughs> yeah. on repeat.
0: I won't deny yeah. It's like... I was for Tupac back then. If you weren't in, like, New York, I feel like, you know, he was rooting for Tupac. If
1: you weren't in New York or if you weren't my dad. Right. My dad was Biggie 100%. Really?
0: But, but Wait a my, minute. So your stepfather was Tupac yeah. and your dad was Biggie. Did they ever get together and just kind of hash it out a little bit? Uh, and probably
1: not about Tupac and Biggie. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not about, what, Tupac? Biggie <laughs> No <Nah." laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it wasn't nothing like that. It, it was sad to see them go. Like, Yeah, you know, man. I was in high school. I was old enough to know what was happening, right. but not know what was happening. Because mm-hmm. when we didn't have any internet, so I couldn't like, go in-depth on it. <laughs> yeah. you know, which is probably a good idea, because I would spent way too much time going in-depth on it. Yeah. But, um... But yeah it was it was sad to see both them cats go, Well, mm-hmm. I did want to ask, and how did you even get into architecture like where um in middle school,
1: we had to write a paper mm-hmm. what you want to be when you grow up, we had to use the um employee outlook handbook or whatever it's called, and um, I had no idea, like my dad was an electrical engineer, mm-hmm. and so I always kind of in the back of my mind thought, yeah, I'll be an electrical engineer, that's fine um. And I was talking to people, and, and and people knew that I was good in math and science, and they knew that I loved to draw. I would draw all the time. And then, uh, so people were like, well, you love to draw, and you're good at math and science. Do you ever thought about architecture? I didn't know anything about architecture, but I looked it up in the employee handbook. Yeah. Um, I saw that it took a lot to become an architect, but then I saw, oh, architects can make some money. <laughs> done. I'm going to be an architect. And so from it was either 7th or 8th grade, I just, alright, I'm going to be an architect. And at first it was architect slash electrical engineer. When I got to college and realized this architect stuff ain't no joke, I can't double major <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Ended up being just an architect. Yeah. And like I said, I found a love for it, man. It's just like, just des- I mean, design is one of those things that I, just, I love. I normally tell people that version of why I became an architect. I wanted to become an architect. But then the real The real reason or kind of the more important thing is, again, like I said, growing up in the places I grew up, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize until one day I walked into a space and I can't remember the space, I can't tell you where it is, but I felt that this space had been designed. I felt something Mm. different about being in that space that I never felt in another space that I'd ever been in. And I realized that the places and spaces that I've been in before, nobody, thought or cared to design those spaces. Right. They were just kind of slapped together in a way. And so I kind of what I want to do eventually in my career is be able to bring design and high design um, to those places that are usually seen as not deserving. Because mm. um, for a lot of people, they feel like low income should equal low quality or something like that. And I, I want to change that eventually in my career.
0: That's dope. Um, I got a couple more seconds. What does the future hold for you? Hopefully, many blessings, man. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not specific enough for thirty seconds.
1: Oh, use it a couple seconds. Yeah, yeah uh, more of this, um, more more music. Um, I'm actually working on a project currently. Where are you um, going to start producing music? You don't have a space. I I've met people. I met I I know people that make music, and so they've agreed to help me kind of work on this project that hopefully I'll put out next year. And it's actually a project that. My friend, I mentioned him uh, earlier, Savage. Savage. He goes by Michael Blue. Um, but he and I, five or six years ago, actually did an entire project um, together. But we're going to re-record it kind of in a higher quality because we were just kind of, you know, putting it together the best way we could. So nice. I have another friend who's going to help us put it together in a higher quality,
0: and then uh, we'll put it out, man. And I do want to say, um, just so that I have you at the... The music that that you can hear, that you hear um, with these episodes is coming from your camp. All really? The, yeah, all the music that we've been playing with the, you know. Oh yeah, Mahal, Bewell, yeah, be well. yeah, yeah, guys, yeah man, yeah. Will and Breezo. So definitely appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, and we got we
1: music. got much more, man. We got much more for you.
0: Give me as much as you if, you, if you feel comfortable with.
1: It's not mine, but I, they've given me the they've given me the okay and the green light. So I'm gonna go ahead and pass it on. Man.
0: I don't mind being the charity case. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate all the music.
1: Man, Uh I appreciate this opportunity, and I look forward to more, honestly.
0: For sure. Definitely. That's up. We're done. It's it's over. Thank you for listening. We are done. But if you haven't had enough, follow us on Instagram at TBS underscore podcast. If you want to holler at us, and we want you to holler at us, but in a nice way, send us an email to somecollegradio at gmail.com. And do not forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. The B-Side can be found just about everywhere you like to listen to podcasts. But if you are listening on iTunes, review us because it helps. Special thanks to my guest, Jeremy Cutts. Shout out to my producer, Kalina Bowler. Music by Brian Wilson. This show was edited by some guy. And that guy is saying peace. Peace.